Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell, and this is History and Comment for Wednesday, the 8th day of September. In 1504, Michelangelo's statue, David, is unveiled in Florence, Italy. The Spanish established a colony in northeast Florida in 1565. The French were also there a few miles to the north. The Spanish settlement will become the oldest continuously occupied colony in North America. The Spanish call it San Agustin. Of course, we know it as St. Augustine. In 1810, John Jacob Astor wants to capitalize on the fur trade in the Pacific Northwest. On this day, a ship departs New York for the Columbia River mouth on the Pacific coast. The trip will take six months and sail south around the tip of South America and back up to the West Coast. The trip will take six months, and if you're wondering, a flight from John F. Kennedy Airport to Portland, Oregon, takes just over six hours today, and the cost is about $108. Joshua Chamberlain is born in 1828. Like a lot of men in his day, Chamberlain volunteers for Army duty in the Civil War. Early in the war, he was second in command of the 20th Maine Infantry Regiment. When the colonel is moved to brigade command, Chamberlain was promoted to colonel he held that rank during the Battle of Gettysburg, where the main boys were positioned on Little Round Top on the far left of the Union lines. Out of ammunition and facing continued Confederate attacks on their position, Chamberlain ordered his men to fix bayonets and charge. The daring ploy worked and the Federal line held, and Chamberlain became the hero of the day. President Grant and other dignitaries gather in western Maryland for the Golden Spike Ceremony of the Second Transcontinental Railroad. The Northern Pacific Railroad roughly followed present-day Interstate 90 from Minnesota to the Pacific Coast. The Northern Pacific survived until the 1970s when it merged with the Chicago, Burlington, and Quincy Railroad to form the Burlington Northern which later merged with the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe to form Burlington Northern Santa Fe. The Pledge of Allegiance is first recited in 1892. There have been three major versions and several minor changes over the last 129 years. The 1892 version, We give our heads and hearts to God and our country. One country, one language, one flag. The singing brakeman, Jimmy Rogers, is born in 1897, most likely in Mississippi. Considered one of the founders of modern country music, he was known for his blues sound. His music was given as an influence to the likes of George Harrison and Bob Dylan. He is in the country, songwriter, and rock and roll halls of fame. In 1916, the Van Buren sisters... Augusta and Adeline complete a 60-day cross-country motorcycle ride. They were attempting to prove women were up to the task of being military dispatch riders. The sisters were the second and third women to ride complete across the country. While the ride was a success, their goal was not, and publicity was mixed. The pair were arrested several times during their ride, usually because they wore military-style leggings and leather breeches, considered taboo for women of the day. Sid Caesar is born in 1922. Caesar will be the premier comic of the early days of television, and the program Sid Caesar's Show of Shows will be highly rated. 
His writers will include several who will go on to fame in their own right, including Mel Brooks, Neil Simon, Larry Gelbart, Carl Reiner, and Woody Allen. Songwriter Harlan Howard is born in 1927, mostly mainstream country. Howard has nearly 1,000 songs to his credit. Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing begins marketing Scotch brand transparent tape in 1930. Earlier versions of adhesive tape made by 3M were aimed at the auto body industry to mask off painting. One story goes, the Scotch branding came when one tester of a sample decried, tell those Scotch engineers to add more adhesive. Uh, maybe the woke crowd should uh, protest that as an ethnic slur. Patsy Cline was the stage name of Virginia Hensley, born in 1932. Cline was quite popular in the 50s and one of the first country singers to also cross over to the pop charts. Adrian Cronauer is born in 1938. Now when you hear that name, you either smile or ask, who? He was a real person who was an Air Force sergeant on Armed Forces Radio in Saigon. He had an idea for a television series of his experiences that was a mix of MASH and WKRP. The idea did not get off the ground until it was reformed as a feature film and pitched to Robin Williams. The end result was the film Good Morning Vietnam. Cronar is quoted as saying, If he had done everything in the film, I'd still be in Leavenworth. Presidential hopeful and devout socialist Bernie Sanders is 81. The first V-2 rocket strike London in 1944. The weapon was sufficiently fast to pose great trouble for the Allies to counter, so they quickly targeted the launch sites, stores, and manufacturing facilities. Over 100 of the German engineers working on the project ended up working for the Redstone Arsenal on early U.S. rocket programs. The Russians got the actual V-2 factory and restarted production. President Eisenhower formally dedicates the Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville, Alabama in 1960. The Space Flight Center is a NASA facility located as a tenant on the Army's Redstone Arsenal. As far as NASA research, Redstone has always been very important. The first episode of the groundbreaking television series Star Trek airs in 1966. As large as the series has become, the original only ran for three seasons and 80 episodes. If you're wondering, only Mr. Spock appeared in all 80. Captain Kirk missed one, and Doc McCoy was in 76. From there, it drops off quite quickly. If you want to compare other series running at the time, Green Acres ran for six seasons and 170 episodes, Petticoat Junction for seven and 222 episodes. Just weeks into his presidency in 1974, Gerald Ford pardons Richard Nixon for any crimes he may have committed. This was mostly an effort to put an end to the ongoing proceedings. The entire affair was more political than substance. Yes, there was a break-in and a cover-up, but it was fairly trivial, certainly in light of more recent elections. During the Great Fires of 1988, Yellowstone National Park closes for the first time. In 2016, NASA launches a probe on a mission to land on an asteroid 
and return samples to Earth. The probe is due to return in 2023. That's history and comments for the 8th of September. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go and do something worth remembering.